Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 156, which we are recording on Tuesday, December 5th, 2017. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And today we have a very, very, very special guest on the podcast with us today, Robbie, who is our moderator, Photo Knit Gal. Hi, Robbie. Hi there. How are you guys? Doing very well. How Doing are you? Doing good. Excellent. Excellent. Charlene and I have wanted to have Robbie on the podcast for so long, and we finally got our acts together and invited her to join us via Skype. And finally, finally, yes, this this is an episode that seriously has been in the making for a couple of years. I think the first time we asked Robbie to do this was before you retired. Yeah. And then we, then you said, Oh, let's wait till after I retire. And then a, couple years have gone by and well welcome. a couple of things happened in the middle there yes yes <laughs> but as gail mentioned robbie is our moderator our wonderful moderator on ravelry so if you have seen photo knit gal chatting in our group she is the one who keeps everybody in line although i have to say our group members don't really need much line yeah. keeping <laughs> i would say that robbie brings a lot of joy and happiness yes. to the group yes She's, well, absolutely thanks. you're absolutely. always there you're always you always respond even when you're on vacation you manage to <laughs> be online it's amazing so you're always a happy presence in the yarniacs group and i yes greatly absolutely. appreciate that absolutely thanks it's, it's my pleasure to be a part of the group Awesome. It feels like family. It does, does. doesn't it? Yes. I do think we have a wonderful landing spot for anybody who wants to chat knitting. (laughs) I often refer to it as my happy place. Yeah. It's very true. And we are going to do our regular segments with Robbie today. So, Robbie, what are you wearing? Well, this morning I was wearing my V-neck boxy, but it's too warm now. It's up in the upper 70s this afternoon so I wear them in the morning a sweater sometimes in the morning and I'm looking forward to some cold weather to start wearing them more regularly. For those who don't know Robbie resides in Jacksonville Florida so it is warm there. (laughs) Well we we get winter but it doesn't start in December. (laughs) Yeah got it. it. So I'm I'm looking we'll get some freezes during February probably. So then in the morning, so, what is your temperature swing between the morning and the the high of the day, would you say? We're probably high 50s, low 60s at night still, and then it will get in the 70s during the day. Um, it shifts a little bit. Sometimes it, you know, we make it some colder days, but we haven't hit freezing yet. Okay. Nowhere near. That's okay. not too bad. Yeah, we have a bigger <laughs> swing than that. We finally yeah. Yeah. hit some colder weather. So yeah. almost... It's close to the 70s outside it right is now. today. But it was very, very cold this morning. But even though it's, well, almost, well, maybe mid-60s, mid I am wearing my boxy. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the second boxy that I made. I talked about it in a couple of episodes ago, it was, when I talked about it. And this is a boxy that I knit out of fingering weight yarn but I actually used numbers from the worsted weight pattern. It was kind of interesting. I figured, I basically did a swatch, figured my gauge, and then used the numbers that would yield a garment that would fit me. And because Boxy is so oversized, there's a lot of leeway there to make that work. It's pretty easy. And after I did that, I remember, Robbie, you had even said that between the three boxy patterns you own, you felt like you could take any yarn and knit a boxy now. I, yeah, I think I could. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, I can talk about that when we get to what have you finished. Oh, okay. That <laughs> sounds oh, great. That sounds great. I'm already interested. <laughs> Gail, why don't you tell us what you're wearing? I am wearing my confadement my it was the hybrid sweater that I combined the confetti pattern from Vera Valimaki and her pavement pattern and the fade sweater from Andrea Mowry 
I combined those all into one sweater that <laughs> I finally am getting to wear because it was cold enough today to put it on. And oh my gosh, I love it so much. It starts out dark gray and then it goes into some speckled grays with turquoises and then it ends with turquoise. And I love it, love it, love it. Although I do think I'm going to have to do a crochet reinforcement around the neckline because it's a lot of fabric. So oh, it does so pull down maybe? a lot. Yeah. Mm. So I realized that as soon as I put it on today, I thought, yeah, this will benefit from a little bit of oh, reinforcement of the neck. So you used four, four colors. Yarns? Yep. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. There's. It's tunic length. So it it's is quite long so she had a lot of room to play with fading four colors and I used western sky knits from Heather at the top her district 12 color the second color is the Plymouth happy feet speckled yarn mm -hmm. the third one is western sky knits from Kim and then the fourth one is Invictus yarns from Sue nice so three of my friends who are indie dyers and only one commercial yarn in there so that makes me very happy too yeah <laughs> it's very pretty it's very bright it's very happy and it's just the kind of garment that I love to wear all the time so <laughs> definitely black leggings cute tunic and I'm good to go oh so. boo is at the door boo's going to make an appearance I have the felted cat bag slash, <laughs> slash uh, felted knit bag on the table. It's always here when I record, sitting on the table, hoping that Boo will make an appearance. And here he is. If you can hear his little bell. And Nani, the bird, has been quiet in the background. Yeah, she has been. You just tempted fate there. It's true. Now Nani will start talking to you. Well, Nani so, does sometimes say, eek a cat, right? Yes, she does. <laughs> yeah. So... Do you have pictures of your new sweater, Gail? I do. I have pictures on Ravelry that I took when I was in Tahoe with my friends because that's the only other time it's been chilly enough to wear it. So, oh, good. Yeah, I'm hoping to get some better pictures soon because the pictures that I have are not very great. So they, I do need some new ones. Thank you, Robin, for saying that. <laughs> Okay, so All right. stocking. moving into some fun stuff. Robbie, what are you stocking? Well, I'm stocking boxy sweaters. You know, this kind of what I call the sweatshirt type sweaters. Yeah. Um, I, I will say boxy itself is leading the list. Um, <laughs> I've only knit two fingering weight ones, a worsted weight one, and uh, a light, and then the v-neck, which is also fingering. So that only was a little bit sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> I just, my gray one um, that I knit in the, the Volmice lace garn is my absolute favorite sweater. It's, you know, I wear it every time the weather's cool enough around the house and I can go out, I can leave the house and run errands and not even think about it. Um, so I feel like I need another one that is more neutral than my kind of strawberry pink one. <laughs> what? Um, Since when is pink not a neutral? <laughs> <laughs> it's, this one is, I mean, it's, it's, this one's not a neutral in my world. Um. It just doesn't just doesn't feel quite as casual and comfy. I yeah, don't know. yeah, I understand. Um, One thing plus that it's, plus it's shorter. It's not as long in the body, and oh, I think okay. I, I like the length of the gray one. Yeah. One thing that um, is interesting is that I do remember pre boxy for you, Robbie. I, <laughs> I can't I can't remember what changed your mind. Maybe you've tried one on, but I remember when you were still in the decision process thinking that you wouldn't like that shape of sweater on your body. Yeah, I, I actually talked about sewing up one out of some, just out of some t-shirt oh, I, remember. I do yeah. remember that, yes. Um, to see if I'd like it. Yeah. And never got around to doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, you know, I think it's just a matter of making it work. I found that for me, even, even though I'm not slim like you, Charlene, um, that the smallest size is still too big in circumference for me. I make it about four to six inches smaller than that in circumference. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and that seems to work. I like that a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I've got a couple other sweaters that are on the short list with Boxy, even though Boxy's leading the way. One is Granito. Oh, yeah. That's um, but I feel like it's just a little tiny bit less sweatshirty. 
Granito is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. Yeah. And that one's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a fairly boxy sweater. I think it's not quite as large and it's got some other details like the little pockets, pockets on right? the side. Yeah. Yeah. But I could put those pockets on the regular boxy. Well, that's true. You could. That's a thought. Um, so that I'm thinking about that. Maybe relax, which is by Ruriko. Um, it's it's got little tiny eyelets kind of running, probably about two inches off the side seams. It's kind I of like cute. That one. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that one as well. I think yeah. Carol, CD, and Carol, I'm pretty sure knit that one. It's really cute. Yeah. yeah. And then there's Tegan by Justina Lorkowska, which has like in the yoke area, it, it's drop shouldered like the others. The, the yoke area has some simple cables. Oh, I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. I'm not yeah. familiar with that one. You know, she's on yeah. my short list of designers who I want to knit one of her sweaters next year because I love so many of them. I do too. And I haven't knit one yeah. yet. I do too. There and are so many that I've stocked. Exactly. And I just have never gotten around to yet. And yeah, I really should. I've knit at least one of her hats and some other things of hers, but there are some sweaters and shawls of hers that mm -hmm. I want to knit. Yeah. Yeah. She's got she's she's got a great aesthetic. I agree, yeah, definitely. So that so somewhat somewhere between now and January first, I'll swatch and decide between those four. Well, okay. that was an interesting choice of dates to mention because January first indicates what the self-indulgent knit along. <laughs> well, I just spoke to Charlene, and she says we can start it on Christmas Day. Yay! So let's plan to start the self-indulgent knit along on Christmas Day, which means you can start swatching now and still have plenty of time to make a final decision. Yeah. Yay. I probably so, won't be able to start mine until January. Well, but... January 1st is your traditional yeah. date to start. Yeah. So I have the week between Christmas and New Year's off. I took it off for work. Oh, okay. So that appeals to me is, you know, start my self-indulgent knitting that week. So Yeah. See, Yay. I think I'll be working a lot that week. So I won't have that. But Okay. Well, those all are very beautiful sweaters, Robbie, and I look forward to hearing which one you decide on. Yes. <laughs> That's one of the most fun things for me about the self-indulgent knit-along is all of the stocking that happens in the group and all the things people talk about wanting to knit and then watching them narrow down their list of, you know, five or six things down to maybe one, two, or three, or maybe some of us try to do all six. <laughs> Kale's laughing successfully because that's or otherwise. usually her. Yes, although yeah. I don't usually succeed in all of them. Well, cool. Anything okay. else you're stocking? Um, not really right now. Um, I'm, I'm in a sweater mood real big, and I try yeah. to keep it to one sweater at a time. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think I'd fail if oh. I had more than one on the needles. I know exactly what you mean. I have two on the needles right now, and it's a little bit too much for me. So I get it. <laughs> what about you, Charlene? What are you stocking? I'm stocking. I've got two things to talk about today. One of them is a shawl, and it is the Project Peace Shawl by Christina Campbell. Many of us knit the Project Peace cowl last year, including myself. And this year, the shawl, it's the same idea. You knit the shawl and the designer has a blog that I think she, it's called a piece along. I don't know if that's the name of the blog or not, but she posts something on her blog. She says each day from December 1st through the 21st and they're simple reminders on how to bring peace into your life. She says, Knit Peace and Read Daily Tips About Personal Peace Building on the Healthy Knitter Blog. So that's what it is called. It's called the Healthy Knitter Blog. And that whole idea appeals to me. Of course, I have not had any time to check out the blog this year yet, but the shawl is really cute. It's an asymmetrical, mostly, I think it's stockinette. 
stitch. I believe it's stockinette. And then one end of the triangle has feather and fan, which I, I always like mm -hmm. feather and fan. <laughs> and the sample is done in two colors. It's a turquoise. The stockinette is done in a lighter turquoise and then the feather and fan looks like it's done in a more tonal slightly darker turquoise so you can use two colors the yardage is what looks see the yardage is 450 to 600 yards so it looks like probably one skein almost a whole skein for the solid color the stockinette portion and then maybe another portion of a skein of portion of a second skein for the feather and fan section but it looks it's it looks like a fun idea, and I do remember last year a lot of folks in our Ravelry group knit the cowl along with reading the blog and had some good discussion going. I knit mine. I don't think I knit, I think I knit mine after last year. I'm I'm always late on those things. I'm never quite in the alongs. <laughs> yeah, I knitted real time last year. Oh, you did. I did. Okay. Yeah. There were a lot of us. You're right. In yeah, the there were did. a lot. And I looked at the project piece cowl from last year, and there are two thousand plus projects registered on Ravelry. This year's shawl only has about four hundred projects so far. So maybe it will increase in popularity. Who knows? Yeah, but well, it looks last... like a fun thing. Yeah, last year's was free, and this year it's a, a paid for, and I think it's that the money is going to some charity. Yeah, I do see that there's a three dollar US, three US dollar fee for the pattern this year, so a, a small fee. So that is the project piece. 2017 is the title on Ravelry by Christina Campbell. The second thing I am stocking is a sweater coat by Katrine Schneider. Katrine Schneider is the designer of my Hood on the Moon sweater that I knit a couple months ago that I am still very happy with and very enamored of. And I also thought the pattern was really well written, which brings me to another pattern by Katrine Schneider called Kimono. And it's written as two words instead of one word kimono. It's Key and then mono. So I don't know if there's a meaning to that or. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there's a, a meaning to it, but it is a tunic length coat jacket kind of design with button fronts and it's got a collar that can fold over or it can stand up as somewhat of a mock turtleneck. If you button it that way it's fairly oversized with overlapping fronts the the it looks like the fronts overlap enough that it could almost be a double-breasted jacket but it's not a double-breasted jacket she's only got a single line of buttons and then it's got pockets somewhat a-line but not super a-line it's not it's not like a swing coat but it does it's not fitted. It's just very slightly oversized. Yeah. And when I saw it, I really liked it. On first sight, I thought, oh, very cute. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, this is the sweater coat that I put into the what are we stocking thread, asking if someone would knit it for me because I wanted it now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember that now. That's yeah. Right. The pattern was just released in November, just very recently at the end of November. And like I said, I really liked knitting her hood on the moon pattern. So I expect this pattern will be equally well written. And it's always fun to try and find new designers that you're happy with. Oh, yes, I agree. Yeah. And this one, it does take a lot of yardage. It's knit in a worsted weight yarn. And the yardage, depending on the size, goes from... Let's see, 1,400 to 2,100, but the size range is very large. It goes from size 34 up to size 50. Well, for a sweater coat, that makes sense. Yes, the exactly. Yeah. High. Exactly. Yeah. The yardage is going to be high. And Especially with all, the, with all that overlap in the front, too. Yes, yes. And the yarn 
that she uses is the Gilead yarn, ah. which is a nice light worsted weight yarn. It has, let's see, 273 yards for a, well, 273 yards in a 100 gram skein. And it's a fairly light, lofty yarn. I used that yarn gather together. For gather together, yeah, I was I was trying to remember. I guess it was last year that I knit that. Maybe year two before. years ago. Yeah. At and, least two years ago. Yeah. And I did use it for a large coat slash tunic type sweater. And it was nice the way it wasn't extremely heavy for a big oversized garment. Because that one also had cables, which can make a garment heavier. So... But I do like this one. I agree with Robbie. Who can make it for us so I can wear it this season? <laughs> I would like to wear that now. I really would. I, I need it for I need it for my trip. Yeah. <laughs> I need it for the holidays. <laughs> okay, so those are the two things that I am stocking. How about you, Gail? What are you stocking? All of my stocking is a result of the Indie Gift Along, which ah. I talked about a couple episodes ago. Yes. And it is happening through the end of December, I believe. And there was a week that all of the patterns were on a discount. And I did purchase five of them. And it turned out that two of them were already in my queue on my wish list. So that was pretty convenient. The first one that, that I bought, yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> yes. Was the fractured fairy tale hat, which is a pattern by Mary Annarella. It is a two-color sport weight hat, and it is knit color work. It is knit so that the the brim is solid. Then you move into color work that is flowers, and as the hat goes up towards the crown, the colors shift. So I'm using a light gray Madeline Tosh sport in stovepipe, not stovepipe, silver fox. Oh, very different. And I had started with the candy skein lemon lime, but the colors were actually not contrasting well enough. So I tore it back and now I'm using Malabrigo Arroyo in the Anniversaire colorway or Anniversario. Oh, wow. And the flower, so as it starts, the flowers start with the contrast color being the flower color. And then as it goes up towards the crown, it shifts so that the purple will be the background color and the gray will be the flower color. So very fun. I've loved the hat since it first came out and I cast that one on a day or two after I purchased it. So that went directly from purchase to on the needle. So I was very proud of myself. <laughs> the second and third patterns that I bought are from the same designer, Erica Huser. And she does the most brilliant colorwork patterns. The two that I purchased are mitt patterns. The first one is the Mayfield Mitts, which is a colorwork hummingbird on the back of the mitt. That is stunning. The second one I purchased was the Wishmaker Mitts, which is dandelions on the back of the mitts. <laughs> and her colorwork is really beautiful. Not only is it very detailed on the back of the mitt, but there's some pretty color work in the cuff. It goes along the palm of the hand. It's just, they're beautiful patterns. They really they're really, are. really pretty. Yeah, when you pointed them out to me, they I was impressed. Yeah. If wow. You, if you haven't checked her out, definitely check out Erica Huser. Her stuff is just so pretty. And I did, Charlene was working a couple days after I purchased the patterns and I went in to the Swift Stitch and I wound a bunch of my yarn. So I have all the yarn picked out um, for the Fractured Fairy Tale hat, which I cast on immediately. And then the Mayfield mitts are going to be on the needle soon. And that's the Hummingbirds. I'm going to use a beautiful tonal blue sparkle yarn that I got from Greenwood Fibers when we were at Lambtown. And then the main color which color did I use? Oh, is Spud and Chloe Fine in the Ecru colorway. Oh, okay. So very striking difference between those two. And I can't wait to cast those on. It's going to be really fun. The second two patterns that I bought, this was another one that was in my wish list. The Bjorko shawl by Anna Freiberg, or Freiberg used to be Yarnesty. 
And that is a shawl I've been stocking for a really long time as the potential for the yarn that Robbie gave me that she spun Ooh. for me. And when I saw that that was in the Indie Gift Along list, I instantly bought it because that's the one, the only shawl of all the ones I've considered that has really stood the test of time because Robbie, you gave me that yarn back in April and I've been <laughs> stocking shawls for it ever since. And this is the one that I keep thinking that's the one that I still really like after all this time. And it ha I think it's a slightly asymmetrical triangle, but it has little lace motifs of flowers in it. So it's going to be so beautiful in that yarn. I can't wait. So I was super excited when I saw that one by Anna. And Anna is a great supporter of the podcast as well. She always donates her beautiful patterns as prizes. And the last one I bought, thank you, Laura Nitz, PA. This is all your fault. <laughs> I bought the Cooperish cowl by Katie, who is Katinka, also a great supporter of the podcast. She donates patterns for knit alongs all the time. Mm -hmm. And the Cooperish cowl is a zigzag pattern, chevron zigzag, that you could use scraps, you could use a gradient yarn, you could use any variation of minis. And it's just a really nice chevron cowl. It's really cute. I loved it immediately. And Laura and I were going back and forth in our Ravelry group. I said, okay, these are the patterns I bought. And Laura said she was stocking some. I said, well, come on, tell us what you got. And she said, thanks to me, she had purchased something. And then she said, and then I bought these from Katie. So I said, okay, now I'm sure I'm going to buy another one because now I have to go look at what you were, what you purchased. And sure enough, so that's why I bought the Cooperish cow. I think that was towards the end of the sale. So very excited. I know that I will knit all of these, maybe not immediately, but soon-ish so I don't feel like I just bought a bunch of patterns that I'll never knit because I don't know of the last several indie gift alongs I'm not sure that I've knit all the patterns right right everybody says that yeah I don't want to go back and look so we'll just we'll just say that that I've knit most of them and I'm going with that story so that's what I've been stocking all the things from the indie gift along okay yeah. I have to tell you my Indie Gift Along pattern story. Okay, let's hear it. I put 16 patterns in my cart. Wow. And then didn't realize that the sale only went for a week. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I wasn't going to buy all 16, but I didn't end up with any of them. Oh, you know, I don't remember it only going a week. For oh, yeah. some reason, I thought it went longer also. I think I got confused just because the KAL and the chat about it goes on for much longer than yes. the actual sale. Yes, so, so I was confused too. For future years, the sale is the first week usually, and the knit along does go through the end of the year. So yeah, yeah there is a cutoff for the sale patterns. I just so. wish they started earlier. I feel like it's too late for gift knitting by the time they start. Well, I didn't say any of mine were going to be gifts. Well, no, but... <laughs> I know. I know the thought is you're knitting the, gifts yes, for people. I yes, get it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I was, so I was an indie gift along pattern purchase fail. <laughs> There's but always it, next it year. It sticks with my resolve not to buy patterns till I'm ready to use them. So I don't feel too bad about it. Yeah. And that way it's a win. True. Okay, we'd like to take a minute to thank Plum Deluxe for sponsoring this episode for us. Love trying new teas? Treat yourself to a Plum Deluxe tea subscription. For only $10 a month, you'll receive a hand-blended, all-organic, loose-leaf tea thoughtfully chosen for the season. Tea Club members also enjoy special benefits like gift swaps, free shipping on all purchases, and access to a supportive community. Caffeine-free, allergy-friendly options are available. A tea subscription also makes a fantastic gift. Plum Deluxe has a new selection of accessories from artisan scoops and spoons to pretty and practical tea infusers. Great for host and hostess gifts or for yourself. Visit plumdeluxe.com and explore. So Gail and I both are fans. Of Plum Deluxe. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely tea season. And I've even, you had mentioned that you had 
other family members who are dipping into your tea stash. I recently have had that too. I've converted some of, well, I shouldn't say converted, but it's, it's more tea season now. Yeah. Now that it's so, cold here. Yes. And Andy from Plum Deluxe had done a, an advent calendar. With, oh yeah. Yeah. That's, a tea, that's right. And Lauren, it's PA again. Yes. She put a picture of that in our group. I didn't even realize that he had one. And that yeah. gave me the idea some of you may have read in the Ravelry group, I was asking for suggestions on what to put into the Advent stockings that I knit for my kids a few years ago. So my kids are 18 and 15, so teenagers, and I knit 24 little stockings and mitts and little tiny things to hold little sweets or whatever for the Advent calendar. And when you're looking at teenagers, what do you put in there? You put in money and candy. Well, that gets kind of boring. So I saw that advent calendar and thought, tea, oh my gosh. So I got a mixed variety of tea and I've put tea into all the stockings and that is a huge hit. My nice. kids love it. It's great. I've got some fruity ones, some green ones, some black ones, and it's been really fun. Nice. In addition to all the great ideas that you guys gave me in the Ravelry group too. I appreciate that. So thank you, Plum Deluxe. Yeah. Robbie, what are you knitting? Okay. I'm knitting... I joke it's it's a hoey uh, episode for me. I'm knitting milk the milkshake cardigan. Oh yeah, I've seen um, that pattern. I it's for the I cast it on. It's part of the hoey fall knit along. Uh huh. Though I'm I'm not going to make the end date on this one. I don't think. Um, I still have two sleeves and a button band to do, and I'm getting ready to go out of town. So. I just don't see finishing it before the, the end, but that's okay. Um, I'm using the Green Mountain Spinnery Music yarn in the Brickhouse colorway, which is a kind of a red burgundy, and it's kind of a heathered yarn, but it's it's the yarn's heathered because it's actually made with seven different breeds of sheep. Oh, cool. Hmm. So you're getting the color from all the, I think, from all the natural sheep, you know, fleece, uh, and then the red dye over them. Oh, that's neat. Wow. I'm going to have to look that up. Do you like yeah. the yarn? The, how does I it do. feel? It's a little rustic. There's been some veg matter in it. Um, it's not quite as consistently spun as, as many uh, yarns that you buy. And it's it's not a hand-dyed yarn. It's actually that the, the fiber is dyed and then it's actually um, spun. Oh, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. um, they... they they started vending at SAF when I was there two years ago in 2015, and I just fell in love with it. Wow, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm definitely going to look that up. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been on the, it's been going for a while. It was a late entry into the the cow because she released it during the cow and gave people a week uh, to sign up for it. Oh, okay. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm knitting a pair of socks, um, just using the fish lips kiss heel. Um, cuff down using some Gale's Art um, yarn in the asphalt and graffiti colorway, which Ooh, is that's so pretty. Yeah, it's it's gray with all sorts of little blips of color. I mean, you, I mean, you're getting like blips of color that are like one to three stitches long. And I decided to slip stitch the hot the, the pink just to create a little to make it stand out a little bit. So, do you mean um, when there's a blip of pink, you're slipping the stitch? Yes. Oh, cool. oh, that's cool. That's neat. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm almost, I, I just started the toe on the first sock. So. Oh, so you're almost done with sock number one. Almost done with sock number one. And which, of course, means I'll probably cast on something different to take on my trip because I don't like flying with DPNs. Oh, that's smart. That's very smart. Yeah, I, I just picture it ending up in the back of the plane when I'm in the front of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny. I don't I don't envision dropping them. I imagine stabbing myself with them. That's instantly I thought, oh, yeah, that would be hazardous to myself or the person next to me knitting with double-pointed needles on an airplane. There are just too many pointy ends. <laughs> no, I, I drop the needle at least once a knitting session, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You know, I do that with DPNs because I'm so used to knitting with circular needles that you let Sometimes go. Sometimes you just drop yeah, it. Yeah, you just yes. let go because you don't expect it to I go anywhere. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. There goes the needle. Yep. 
yeah. So it's like that, but it's like I'm really, I'm really liking the way they are. I got these the yarn at Stitches South 2014, so it's been marinating in my stash for a while. Okay, awesome. Yeah. All right. What about you, Charlene? What are you knitting? I'm knitting, actually, the same two things that you heard about last episode. I'm still working on the Volkig Cowl by Martina Beam. I have to mention that we were chatting about this one in the Ravelry group, and somebody pointed out a couple examples of this Volkig Cowl that have been posted on Ravelry where the knitters have used color changing yarn and the colors change in the right spots so that the purl stitches all end up being one color and the ruching all end up being another color. They're oh, the beautiful. Pla- amazing. Oh my gosh. It's amazing oh, pl- yeah. how that like worked out. Yes. Yeah, the plant the plan pooling. But it's amazing how that worked out because how can you Knowing, yeah. How, how do you do long, the math to figure well, that out? You can you can do it from a swatch, and maybe they changed needle size or something to get it correct. Because I can't believe it just happened to work out for one this person. Pattern. Said it was a happy mistake. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> those, Robbie, are you the one that posted those in the group? No, it was it wasn't me. But I I've read a little bit about the idea of an intentional pooling, and it is a matter of. It's kind I've, of I've me- taken me- measuring a- the repeat and yes. doing a swatch and yes. figuring out what you, you know, getting the gauge just right and, yes. and really having a consistent gauge to to yes, be able to really stay on that's track. That's exactly it. I've I've taken planned pooling classes and it really is knitter's math Ugh. because you have <laughs> to know exactly where your repeats are going to fall what amazes me is that especially with a hand dyed skein your colors aren't going to be exactly the same at the beginning of the skein as at the end of the skein so the fact that somebody could take that and still make it work amazes me you know the lengths of the colors yeah. aren't going to be exactly the same maybe yeah. i'm not explaining that exactly yeah i think they probably do things like they actually change their tension to keep on track Maybe that's how it works, or maybe you can change the needle size because it's a cowl and it doesn't really matter so much. But they're beautiful, and I will put links to those particular projects on the show notes. Just another plug for the show notes. You don't have to write everything down as we talk about it. You can go look at our show notes posted at yarnyx.com, and I will put the links there because they're pretty amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I bought a cow pattern. I, I bought some yarn at SAF this year that goes with a cow pattern that is designed to actually create kind of f- flashing. So the, so the idea is that you've got the center section of the cowl that is a different color, and but it's not always – it's not like it's in the same place, and it's done by changing your tension to kind of keep it on track. And some people actually end up using different needle sizes to get it back on track. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Inter- yeah, yeah, very I'll find, interesting. I'll find that and send you a link so you okay. can it. Okay, yeah, that would be great. Well, and Vanessa Polo, she's one of our listeners and a designer who's also donated patterns for prizes. She's worked with plan pooling. I think she's released patterns around the idea, but I'm not 100% certain about that. Hmm. So something to check out. Yeah. So that is Volkig by Martina Bean, a lovely free pattern, free cowl pattern available from the knitty.com website. The second thing that I actually have in my hands as we speak is my beloved Berlin cowl, which is a pattern by Isabel Kramer. I'm almost finished with it. I know you guys are probably tired of hearing about this one because the cowl shouldn't take that long. It's a big cowl. But it really is a big cowl. I'm using three different skeins and you use almost the full first skein and then maybe half of the second. So it's that's almost. a lot of yardage. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of yardage. So I'm on the third section, almost to the point where I will be able to, I think it's a 
three needle bind off the edges together and then it will be done. Yeah, close. <laughs> no promises on how close I am though, not this season, but <laughs> it's a really fun cowl. It's a double wrap cowl. The first color is all a lacy pattern. So there's eyelets in there. And then the second side, which is actually the lining or it's reversible. So it could be the outside uses the two colors. There's a little pop of color of one on the first side and then the second side, which is your inside or outside, depending on how you wear it. We'll just call it the second side. The second side is striped. But because the first side has the eyelets, you see pops of color through the eyelets throughout the cowl as you wear it. And I fell in love with this pattern as soon as it came out. So that's Beloved Berlin by Isabel Kramer. And then the third thing that I have on the needles is a fingering weight pullover, a test for Elizabeth Doherty. And I'm not going to say too much about that because I've only just started it, but it's fingering weight. It's got a lot of classic Elizabeth Doherty Design features. Design features. Thank you very much, Gail. <laughs> Such as the little horizontal braid, which of course a lot of Elizabeth's sweaters have. It's a pullover, fingering weight. It's got some stripes in there. I had fun picking colors. And I look forward to this one, seeing this one as well. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> the start has a lot going on, so it's taken me a little bit longer to get through it. But I think once I get through that, maybe I'll start moving a little bit quicker. Maybe not. I hope to finish. <laughs> hope to finish before the end of the year, that one. Because I do want to start another Elizabeth Doherty sweater in January. How about you, Gail? What are you knitting? I am also knitting that test knit for Elizabeth. And I think I'm a little bit farther on it than Charlene. So I've done the back portion, and now I'm working on the front portion. If you're familiar with Elizabeth's construction for pullovers, there is shaping for the shoulders, the neckline, for the front and the back. There's a lot going on, like Charlene said. And in this one, there's some short rows and things, so there's a lot to pay attention to. And I really enjoyed Thanksgiving weekend because it was raining a little bit, which mm -hmm. meant that I could just sit on my couch and knit, <laughs> which I did, and really have enjoyed working on that test knit. And just like Charlene, I had a lot of fun picking out yarn colors. Yeah. So that's the first thing I've been knitting. Second, I'm still working on my Maisie cardigan, which is a pattern by Tori Gubritz. And that is going very slowly because it's a top-down raglan knit in worsted weight yarn and I'm not quite to the sleeve separation and it's just simple stockinette top down raglan shaped so it's super easy relaxing knitting don't have to think about it very much so that's my background knitting right now I'm also working on the fractured fairy tale hat by Mary Annarella which I talked about in stocking it was one of the indie gift along patterns that I bought and cast on right away so Robbie, like you said, having two needle, two sweaters on the needles at the same time is a little bit daunting, but right now I do have two on the needles and the hat. So that's what I've been knitting. All right. Robbie, have you finished anything? Yes, I have. I just last night I finished the little boxy, oh, uh, which yay. is another Hohi Locatelli pattern. It's a pattern designed from size six months to size, I think, 14. 12 or 14. Um, it's the patterns written for fingering weight. I decided to use some Barocco vintage DK and did some math uh, to make it work. I was actually using my niece is eight years old. My great, my great niece. Uh, it's for her. And so I was able to use the stitch counts from the second smallest size and knit it for her and make it be like the, it's going to be about the largest size. Isn't that Excellent. awesome? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, and it's just, it's in a purple, it's a, the colorway, it's petunia. I, I went and looked up the, the, 
the name. I hate just having the number for my yarn. So I found the name of it. <laughs> it has no character if it's a number, right? Yeah. So I always go out and see if they actually have a name to go with those stupid numbers. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's a really pretty purple, um, kind of a medium dark purple. It's the first time I've actually knit something that large with commercial yarn where I didn't have to alternate skeins. And that was quite nice. Yeah, that would be. I'm so used um, so to having to alternate skeins that, yes, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I actually yeah, just finished it last night. Still have a few ends to weave in. I'll do that tonight watching TV. Okay. And um, it's going to be done for, as our Christmas present. I just need to pick up some leggings to go with it. Oh, cute. That's a great gift. So I was hoping to knit a hat to go with it, but I don't think I'm going to have time to get the hat done. I I got some free yarn for taking some classes at SAF, like they were in this goodie bag and it's this fake fur type yarn <laughs> that's, Fun that's fur. been dis it's been discontinued, but it's purple and pink and it's like the perfect pur it's a matching purple. Oh so, and fun so thinking, for an eight year old. Yes. Yeah, just to make that like the brim. Oh cute. And then, so I may I I'll I'll finish it and put it in the mail later. Nice. Yeah, maybe she has a birthday coming up, and it can be the coordinating birthday present. Uh, her birthday's October, uh, so yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> but you know, it doesn't matter. It can be a just because you're adorable present. Yeah, very sweet. <laughs> and if it's pink and purple, it could also be a great Valentine's gift. Good point. And yeah. I actually, I can take a tape measure up and measure her head. I'm going to see her, um, and I have no idea how big to make the hat. Yeah, for She's some got reason. Lots I always, my hats always end up so big. I don't know why. It doesn't seem to matter how much I downsize needle size or remove stitches. Every single time I knit a hat almost, it's too big. Huh. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's bizarre. So definitely measure her head. <laughs> yeah, well, she's got, she's got lots of hair. So I, she actually wears an adult hat. Okay. Well, I think a lot of kids, it's deceiving. Children have pretty big heads. Yeah. So for the most part, unless they're a toddler they're probably going to be closer to an adult size hat. At least that's been yeah, my experience. Yeah, because last year her mom was saying, well, she really, you know, she can't wear hats. And I'm like, well, why not? And she's like, well, they never fit. I'm like, I bet this one fits her. <laughs> <laughs> I can make one that fits. <laughs> and she got one last year. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Gail, have you finished anything? Speaking of hats, I <laughs> finished the Tchaikovsky hat by Helen Stewart, which was her Knitvent 2017 release. Not the well, we're recording this in advance, so it would have been the third pattern she released, I think. It was a matching hat and mitts set, and it's a very, very simple knit. The hat calls for DK, but I used an Aran weight yarn for my stash called Country, and it's by Naturally Karen Yarns. It's a mostly acrylic yarn, and it has a beautiful sheen to it, and it has a really nice feel to the finished hat, but man, is that yarn splitty. It was not a pleasure to knit with. I had to watch what I was doing because I was splitting the strand quite often, but the finished hat is beautiful. It's charity hat number 14 out of my charity hats for the year. Super happy with it. It's in a beautiful teal-leaning turquoise. It's just a beautiful, bright hat, and it's a simple knit. Highly recommended. It turned out really nice. And I don't know if I'll end up knitting the mitts or not, but so far I think that I'm going to end up knitting most, if not all, of the patterns in her Knitvent 2017 collection, which awesome. is pretty cool. Yeah. And I also finished my Yoga Shawl by Andrea Mallory. Well, let me say the knitting is done for my yoga shawl. The yoga shawl requires 28 buttons. 28 buttons. That is a lot of buttons. That's a lot of buttons. I've never had a 28-button sweater, for example. Yeah, you, you probably wouldn't. <laughs> no. Even Laika didn't have 28 no. buttons on it, and that was two rows of buttons. That was double, yeah. Yeah. Well, I also decided that it needs grain ribbon at the bottom it buttons along the bottom where mm -hmm. the short ends meet up, and then it can button halfway up where the long ends meet up. And I want grain ribbon for support along the bottom. So I made a little trip to our local fabric store and got some really cute ribbon, 
and my week off between Christmas and New Year, I'm going to slowly work on that and make it a week-long project to Perfect. knit on the grow grain ribbon and all those buttons so Perfect. that I don't either go blind or end up with my hands permanently <laughs> crimped because I'm trying to knit 28 buttons really quickly. Perfect. So that's what I finished, the Tchaikovsky hat by Helen Stewart and the yoga shawl knitting by Andrea Mowry. Nice. So one of the things that we want to thank Robbie for is for really being the starter behind our whole love your stash movement discussion whatever you want to call it every quarter in our Ravelry group it's not an official knit along type thing it's just a casual discussion where folks go to say to maybe state their goals and then say how they're moving forward in increasing their love for their stash. It's almost like a support group. Yes, yes. So if, yeah. you, if you are, if you do have goals, which almost all of us did in the very beginning, three years ago, we all had goals and we relied on each other to help us meet those goals. Like, I'm not going to buy any yarn. And you're having a moment of, oh my gosh, I'm going to pull the trigger and buy that yarn on Etsy. I'm going to do it. And then you go into the group and everybody talks you down. So. Yes. That's the way it was in the beginning for me, but it has evolved into so much more. So much more, yes. One of the things that Gail and I noticed when we first became involved in Ravelry and then in podcasting is there was a lot of stash guilt. Yeah. And the phrase that we used way back, way back when, and I still like today, is we wanted to change the culture of stash. We wanted everyone to have resources to fulfill their knitting fantasies, desires, needs, and resources that they were happy to have and proud to have and could look at as a source of freedom, a source of creativity, a source of happiness. Yeah, a source of joy is yes, how I look at joy, my stash. Rather than looking at that stash and having it bring you down. Nobody wants to be brought Nobody down by wants their stash. To, yes, exactly. It's, it's supposed to be something that brings you joy. And exactly. that's the whole love your stash. Yes. That's how I feel about it. What was your original idea, Robbie? That really was it because I always – you know, I hadn't been, I'd been knitting a couple of years at that, maybe about three years at that point. And we'd get every year as you rolled into January, you'd hear people talking about going cold turk, cold sheep and feeling very guilty. And it just seemed to be one of those kind of a negative New Year's resolution that lots of people made. Yes. <laughs> um, and out of a, it's one thing to say, I love my stash and I'm going to knit for my stash. It's another thing to be beating yourself up for it. Yeah. And I it just, I'm one of these people that I just, I hate people framing things negatively. I, I, it's like, I hate that phrase, my bad. Me too. <laughs> oh, I can't stand it. <laughs> it's like, to me, it's like, it's like, it's one thing to say, oops, I made a mistake. It's another thing to label yourself as being bad or a failure. So I wanted this whole, so my idea was this, is that I needed to work on reframing my attitude towards my stash. And I felt like others did too. And I felt like your group was a, the right kind of place to do that. Oh, that makes um, me feel very good. <laughs> and I just felt like the right, the great group of people to re, to, to work on reframing our attitude about the resources we use to create with yarn. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. And so that's why I did it in the first, the first year each quarter, I included some project bags and I reached out for people to help with prizes to just kind of make it fun uh, with the idea being, we don't want yarn prizes here. Right. <laughs> right. And um, so after the first year, I've just kind of said, this isn't a knit along. It's not a cow of any sort. It's really more focused on doing everybody doing what they need to do to make sure they're in a place where they're loving their stash. Um, I, one of my personal goals that I've adopted is the idea of not buying patterns before I'm ready to knit them. Yes. And 
you know, that's why I laugh about the indie gift along sale because um, I put them in there and I'm like, it, it kind of makes sense. I didn't launch on them. Um, yeah. So you actually have changed your habits based on your goals in the love stash. Yeah. With that, absolutely. And it, to me, it's like, I, I've kind of framed it from a standpoint of one, the patterns are going to be there when you want them. Absolutely. Yes. There's, there's no fear of missing out. Like there might be with some yarn. Yeah. Um, and if I have to pay full price for something that I love when it's time to knit it, it's cheaper than having a lot of stuff I'm never going to knit in my, in my library. Yep. And the designer gets full price and that's okay. Yes, I agree. Um, it, it really, it's, so that was the whole thing about the patterns with the yarn. I still struggle some. I, I laughed because I, I did a, some analysis of my kind of, Thanks to the magic of the Excel spreadsheet that you can download from Ravelry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and was absolutely stunned to see how much I bought this year and, and what yardage it was. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It but, was a lot more than I thought I had acquired this year. But I, you know, I bought, a, I bought half a sweater quantity when I was out in California for the Knockers retreat. And right. then I picked up and then I ordered more yarn to go with that. So that was a five skein sweater quantity purchase. Um, I ordered, um, I, I ended up going on a yarn crawl and picked up two sweater quantities of Tosh lace. (laughs) So you know how much yardage that dropped. Yeah, that's true. One, Tosh lace is discontinued. So that makes sense. And two, now that you're knitting sweaters, that ups the quantity of yarn significantly. Yeah. Um, and so I, I am definitely buying more sweater quantities, but I am still knitting. I'm still buying them faster than I can knit them. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> but hopefully, and I've, I have found this for myself, hopefully you are curating what you're purchasing more than in the past. For example, you mentioned perhaps not buying as many sale patterns. I think one of the categories that a lot of people mention over and over in the discussion for Love Your Stash is that they fall prey to the sale bin at yarn stores. And then that is often the yarn that sits unused in their stash. Yeah. Well, it's funny that I, a couple years ago, Joe and I had somebody lent us their lake house up in Connecticut mm-hmm. for a week. Um, and we went up there and I realized as we were driving to this thing called the big easy, which is a five state regional fair that we were in the, going through Western Massachusetts. And I'm like, that's where webs is. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went online and looked and we were on the highway where the exit to webs is. Oh, wow. Um, but that day didn't work for us to actually stop there. But I asked, we were going to be on that road again later that week. And I asked her that morning of the trip, I'm like, if, if time permits, can we stop on the way back? Um, it happened to be the day they were open late, <laughs> which I didn't realize when I asked the question. So we went into webs and he was very patient sitting, reading a magazine and just relaxing while I shopped. I didn't go back into the sale room. Smart. Uh, yeah. Very smart. Because yeah. I, it's like, you know, I can be really stupid with sale yarn. <laughs> I, understand. Um, I understand. So I, you know, I picked up um, some Tosh, a sweater quantity of Tosh that's still in my stash. It's actually one of the ones I'm considering for the self-indulgent knit along. Yay. So, um, but, and it's, it's probably the one I'm leaning towards. It's the one that's, it's the denim colorway, which is kind of a, a light blue, but it's a little bit grayed. So it's like faded denim. Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen that colorway. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, so that, that one's the one I'm kind of leaning to for the, for that kind of sweatshirty sweater. Um, and I picked up a couple other things, but I really, I feel like I'm doing better if I, uh, luckily there's no, we really don't have a good yarn shop here in town. I mean, it's okay. It's not great. Um, so I don't have the opportunity to, to go in there and make a lot of crazy purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I avoid sale bins and I'm trying to avoid the ooh shiny with patterns. Yeah. 
Well, and speaking of patterns, that's another thing. When some people think of stash, they think specifically of yarn. When I think of stash, I think of knitting. So I think about my books, my patterns, my supplies, and my yarn. So when people post goals for themselves, it can be oriented around purchasing or perhaps not purchasing yarn, focusing maybe more on using their stash yarn. But also, like you said, Robbie, you had goals around not purchasing patterns. Yeah. And a lot of people also use that thread to post goals about what they are going to knit that quarter. So Frenny Jen Jen, um, Jenny, she often will have a list of the things that she is planning to knit that quarter with the yarn. So she's thought ahead to planning her knitting. So that thread can be anything from a yarn-specific stash goal to something on the other end of the spectrum. A lot of people have used it for organizing their stash, maybe getting it into Ravelry or not even getting it into Ravelry, but just organizing it in their stash space mm -hmm. and then getting rid of the stash that they don't love anymore. So I want people to know when they hear about this that that thread is very broad and yes. it doesn't matter what your goals are around knitting. It's a really good place to go to post them because I, for one, if I put a goal out there, I'm going to hold myself accountable to it. So there's a, the accountability factor. But like I said earlier, there's also a lot of support there. So people will help you if you're having a moment of doubt or a moment of insecurity or, you know, whatever it might be. So, yeah, yeah I guess I, I have two, two points on that one. One, I challenge people to have a non-project goal. Uh, to have something that's related more to the, the kind of the reframing of your attitude towards what you're buying or, you know, or not buying in a positive way. And two, don't beat yourself up, up if you aren't 100% successful. Yes, you are so good at that. And that's very true because it can be a slight changing of our habits. So maybe we didn't, quote, meet the goal, unquote. But if you're changing how you look at your stash, so you're changing the culture of stash, that is a win. That is yes, a huge absolutely. win. Absolutely. And one thing, I don't know if you've watched this evolution of goals, Robbie. I'm sure you've noticed it too. A lot of people went from very, very specific goals to now many people in that group have a goal of love my stash. Just <laughs> knit with what I love and love what I'm knitting. And yep. that just makes me so happy every single time I see it. It's like, yes, this was the whole point, you know, yep. the and whole point. I do see fewer guilt-focused messages. Yes. And it doesn't matter when you join. This has been ongoing for several years now. So I did want to say, we've said this in the past, but you can join in whenever you want. It doesn't have to yes. be at the beginning of a quarter. It's just a casual conversation. Yeah. And you just, you're putting it out there. This is what I want to focus on. And you'll get people that help you to maintain that focus. And if you do feel guilt around your stash, just wade in with your big toe at first, maybe. I mean, take it slowly, dive in head first, whichever you're comfortable with. And just like I think the rest of our group on Ravelry, everybody is just so friendly and helpful and positive. And it's just a really nice place to be. And it it's really helpful for changing the culture of your stash yes. and loving it all, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. And for that, thank you, Robbie. Yes. Thank you, Robbie. Ser I mean, seriously, <laughs> the way I looked at my stash before this started and the way I look at it now is so fundamentally so different. different. Yes. And it brings me joy every time I walk in and look at my yarn. It's like, oh, look, now I get to pick for this project. And yesterday... You get to shop your stash? Exactly. exactly. And for one of the first times in recent history, I actually walked in to pick out yarn for a project and thought, oh, I don't have yarn for that. So I've actually cultivated my stash enough that I don't have just all this. I do have a lot of extra that doesn't, it's not earmarked for a specific yeah. project, of course, but I don't just have so many random skeins that I could fill in any blank right. that I wanted, which right. actually makes me feel good too. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, but just yesterday that happened <laughs> for the first time in a really long time. 
And thank you, Robbie, for joining us today. Yes, thank you, Robbie. We really appreciate that. And we do hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful holiday season and that your upcoming new year is wonderful as well. And that you're ready for the self-indulgent noodle. And ready for self-indulgent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to update the planning thread with the new date to people now. Excellent. Thank you very much. And they will hear this well after they've read about it in the thread. So it'll be like a a funny afterthought for them. (laughs) Okay. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for all the great moderation support, Robbie. And happy holidays. Happy Happy New Year. And happy knitting. Bye, everyone. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.